0: Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. And I'm Ron. And this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Tonight, we're going to talk about a lot of British stuff that none of us like. Wait, that's not true. I do, actually. I send Ron stuff all the time where I'm like, what about this one? Um, none, of we... British, <laughs> none of us are British, though. Um, none of us are British. I got a story for you later, maybe. Uh, socially distanced, as always. I'm in Kent City, Ross in the Northeast, getting ready to duck a hurricane Hopefully it will stay out in the Atlantic and not touch him or his house. Uh, and Ron oh, no. is also in the same state as me. We're just happen to be two hours, two and a half hours apart.
1: <laughs> say 167 miles from each other.
0: I think so. I think that's what the, yeah,
1: that's about right. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Two hours, two hours and 36 minutes. Exactly. I just looked it up on Google maps real fast. So um, we didn't score. In, in even, which so.
1: vehicle? In, in in Ron's Land Rover or in the suburban? Probably got a half hour Delta
0: there. I know there might be I you do not drive a half hour slower than me a half hour faster maybe (laughs) but there's no way that you're a half hour slower than me so um you didn't update your section Ross so it still says New Hampshire no Forrester Glock Alpha yeah we
1: we recorded uh, two days ago (laughs) 48 hour literally 48 hours ago so yeah I got nothing. Although the uh, the alpha left, and I have a BMW X One X Drive Twenty Eight I in the driveway. So
0: that was a mouthful, <clears> and I all I know is I don't want to drive it's, it. It's a
1: great color. I would love to. It's like it's almost like a nori green, like Lexus GX Four Hundred and Sixty color. Nice. Um, I have nothing else to say about it. Continue on. Chris is going to yeah. either rage against the Kansas City Chiefs or
0: no, his like daughter's karaoke. Talking. Yeah, the like, karaoke has been killed. Possibly both. But the eight-year-old stepped in the room and was like, oh, I get to have a conversation I was like, no, out.
1: Go away. School night, go to bed. At least the eight-year-old didn't step in and go, I get to do karaoke. Well,
0: yeah, not, not yet. Um, speaking of BMWs, though, I did see one pulled over by the side of the road the other day who looked like he was examining... So, obviously, right lane, up against the curb, after an intersection, so, like, had just turned right. Throw something tonight. Um, Had just turned right and was on the passenger side, like, examining a wheel, like, he'd curb checked it. Here's the best part of the story. Hazards were on, so his turn signals do work at the same time together. Mm -hmm. Driver's door was left open in the lane of traffic.
2: Um, his flashes were probably on because he hit so hard they come on automatically.
0: <laughs> the European <Yeah>. like <laughs> the crash that detection is. was like, yes <laughs> that was I, I wanted to give him props for the, the the hazards and the blinkers, but he's literally the I wanted to like brush it with the suburban and like just try to yeah. close it, but I was like, that's gonna mess up my car. but uh, yeah, I was like very very on brand, sir. You've done one thing correctly, but yet yeah, you'll do something else that's egregiously horrible and awful. So, let's talk land Rivers. All right, because you, um, Ross, and I don't don't have them. Like we don't, <laughs> not yet.
2: I mean, <laughs> you. It's never too late to start. Um, that, I, I walk. Is it? Is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's a so, bad habit. It's like a meeting to introduce yourself.
1: Yeah. Why don't you Um, give everybody your your thirty-second introduction and and a a quick brief on your, you know, masochism and land (laughs) rover?
2: Um I I can blame all this on my wife because in nineteen ninety-nine she wanted a Land Rover. She wanted something to haul the kids around in that could get through the snow. We were living in northern Illinois. The weather was bad all the time. Um, she said, I want to look in a Land Rover. And I said, I'm okay with that because I wasn't a Jeep guy. I was a Chevy truck guy. And uh, Mm, we bought hers brand new with like 51 miles on it in March of 99, and we still own it today. Um,
1: Hers, you bought hers. hers She's got a Disco.
2: She's got a Disco 1 that was actually a 1999. So it was like in the split year.
0: So, My screen will um, load eventually, and they'll get to see it. Okay.
1: And, it, and what were you driving at the time that, that you bought She had cars? a Mazda uh,
2: 626. Awesome. And man. I had a ZR2 uh, S10.
1: Hell, yeah. A uh, uh, four-door or a, uh, it, an extended it, cab ZR2?
2: It was the extended cab, short bed, bl- all black on black. It was probably one of the funnest trucks I've had.
1: Those things are still so cool. Like, that is like a, a Radwood show-stealer these days, yeah. you know?
2: Oh, and, you know, the 31-inch tires and the limited slip in the back, it was just yep. fun. But, I, you know, I you get a car seat. Up. It's hard to get a kid in with a car seat. Somebody's got to sit in the jump seat, and that's not me because mm-hmm. I'm too big. Yeah. So,
0: so um, it was she... a Blazer?
2: No, it was an S10. It's a, it's okay. It a... Um, she told me to stop driving her so much cause we were putting so many miles on it and told me to go buy my own if, if I liked it so much. And little did she know that I saw one for sale alongside the road. And so I came home with a white 1997 disco that had never seen the dirt. 70,000 miles on it was just beautiful. And three weeks later I had a lift kit on it and I buried it in the stream.
1: Is lost that and lost spark and there it
0: was is that the the one you had out in western kansas
1: yeah oh yeah
0: yeah okay
1: the same truck Amazing.
0: So,
2: so we we yanked it out of the stream and drug it to the parking lot and it cranked over and drove it home and dried it out and um it was kind of our main vehicle because we kind of kept hers pristine and it got to the point where I had so many miles oh, on wow. it and it was so much of a, more of a tractor than a SUV that <laughs> she was tired of riding in. <laughs> um, I mean, for a while I had super swamper tires on it. I mean, Yikes. it, it yeah. was just a fun get around the front differential, um, got so sloppy in the spider gears that I had to replace it with a locker. The rear differential exploded on. Just
1: had to. Just I had it, to was go it was cheaper. Yeah. It was um, cheaper.
2: We were coming
1: back from. You, uh, you go e locker, air locker.
2: So I I put an air locker, um, uh, air in the back, mm-hmm. and and I was okay with it. It just didn't disengage as fast as I wanted it to, and so okay. in the front I put an Ashcroft. Uh, Lucky 8 was selling it for a while. It's basically out of Britain. Oh, yeah. And it, it does disengage faster. So. Hmm. so, yeah. Little air compressor, hmm. locking it in. So, you've had
1: these two discos for over 20 years.
2: Um, I just recently got rid of the white one. Um, hmm. So, <laughs> we had so much <laughs> sentimental value, I didn't want to crush it. But I stole all the good parts off it. Took the lockers, okay. took the lift, took the Bilstein 7,100 shocks off it. How you know, you do? Just, yeah. just yeah. gutted it because everything would go on my new disco that I bought. And so then we're, we're debating what to do with it. And Patrice is a college professor, um, and she had a student who bought one and just loved his disco. You know, it was going to be, and then like three weeks later, hit a deer with it and just destroyed the front end. Oh, oh no! Devastating. And, you know, as a, as a poor college kid, he came in. He was driving his mom's Civic or something and just told her the story. And he was so heartbroken because he didn't have money to fix it or whatever. Yeah, and so I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give that to him. He can piece two together. I said, one of these days, I was. I told him I was going to call him. And him and his dad were going to show up with a trailer. And they were going to haul it away. Um, wow. And so... Yeah. So they did that oh, two years ago. And then the dad got carried away and decided that he was going to put a 350 in it. And, you know, so they've been making it a rock buggy <laughs> ever since. So, oh, my God,
1: okay. he told me as soon well, as it's roadworthy, he's
2: coming by my house. So.
1: Shit, he better.
2: Yeah. The The. Uh, um, Noah, not so much our, our oldest son because he kind of knew life before the, the white disco, but the other two that had been around ever since they were born, they were almost in tears when it left. You know?
0: mm-hmm.
2: We were giving away <laughs> their
0: favorite vehicle. So. Which is always super sad Get for that. the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But, I will uh, say,
1: one of the. Uh, for, I'm fortunate to say I've driven a lot of things. And one of the vehicles I think about most is I had probably 15 minutes in a, uh, in a in a disco with the Rover V8 and the five speed Mm. and talk about sentimental value after, you know, like what's effectively no time whatsoever. I I, I get it. Those things have people talk about, you know, charm in the car world, and and there's like a, a pull. So,
2: so and there, and where also, where things you know, really got like, crazy uh, for uh, us uh, is we we bought our Land Rover, her Land Rover, in Chicago, and the dealership handed us a brochure for the Chicago Land Rover Club and said you might want to check these guys out and and they did fun you know fall events in wisconsin and and club meetings at restaurants and stuff like that and what that did for us is all of a sudden now we had this monthly meeting of guys that had modified their land rovers and so it was easy for us to go hey we want to do this or that and Mm -hmm. you know the first off-roading event when you rip off the whole lower part of the bumper in a mud hole And she's embarrassed and says, I don't want that to happen again. What do we need to do? And I said, we need to buy a bumper like that one. And she was all for it. So they fed our addiction pretty hard. And there was guys in the club with 1993 uh, 110s, you know. And I drove that a couple of times. And the stick shift in that was so smooth. You know, I was never a stick shift guy. And I was like, you know what? This would be pretty cool. So,
1: hey, I have a total random aside. Do you happen to know the, the heritage lineage of your last name by any chance? Because I grew up in the Hudson Valley, and the Lefevre uh, name is it has rampant, you know, deep. <laughs> yes huguenot heritage
2: (laughs) yes so so in 1709 on christmas eve we got off a boat in uh new york harbor and uh william penn gave us some land in pennsylvania and Mm -hmm. we went to pennsylvania and turn of the 1900s um my great-grandfather moved to illinois and got some land there and so we have a ton of Lefebvres in Quarryville that are direct relatives of ours. Probably pretty much that whole area. So, <laughs> so yeah, the the Huguenots, okay. you know, that and, whole and exodus somewhere... was us.
0: Okay. I
2: I chuckle. I'm not really French anymore. I've been here like 300 years.
0: <laughs> I've been here 300 years.
1: <laughs> Me too. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh.
0: Suppose. Yeah. If we're if we're doing genealogy tonight, supposedly I have relatives that got off with the Mayflower and then married one of the ones that was already here.
1: They married the Mayflower. Good for them.
0: No, that them both <laughs> It was like a, it was a, I had a Native American relative and a uh, colonizer relative. So same same couple. but yeah, my parents did all that fun stuff before they went back to Ireland oh my god forever ago now but they went through and like traced lineage and like could find people on through civil war revolutionary war before that deep stuff so i don't know how on tonight's episode of drunk history Yeah. yeah i yeah my black coffee and flavored lemon flavored water is definitely doing it for you there ross so um ron you said you got the first disco stuck yeah we definitely got the white one stuck. We had to use yes. Kyle's Sierra as an anchor, and I cannot find that picture to save my life. All I can find is the picture of me stuck in the river, which is not helpful.
2: Well, if I was down... St... Yes, you I was behind background. you. Yep. That <laughs> um, yeah, was a good trip. It was a great trip. I, I feel like they, they let us down horribly. Um when they didn't tell us to stay in the middle of the water because as soon as we migrated towards the shore, it was so muddy. We all got stuck.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we will blame Kathleen on that because she coached her husband to stay in the middle of the river.
2: Yes. Even, you know, even the, though that's the him civil, hiding the civil over engineer. here
0: yeah. in the bushes behind me. <laughs> Ross, have I shown this picture before? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm having a weird memory night. Um, so that was that was the first time we off roaded together, uh yeah. Ross, is we, we went and explored mm-hmm. western Kansas, which in a day we saw some wild things that I wasn't used to seeing in the state of Kansas. Like <laughs> I think we finally met up with Ron in the um God, what is that place called? It's not Castle Rock, is it? Yeah, it's Castle Rock. I
2: mean, think
0: it's, ca- it yeah, it's Castle Rock. Rock? I got I got yep. all kinds of images tonight, so we had done mushroom rock earlier in the day. But yeah, so you did
1: shrooms
0: earlier. Not the they're they're big rocks that look like mushrooms. But like this, when you think about Kansas and you drive so you to Kansas, should, like you all you ever see say is wheat fields. Shrooms. I didn't do shrooms. We just went to the state park. But if, you,
1: but if you did mushroom rock, you should just say you did shrooms. That is
0: legal in Kansas. I don't want to get arrested. <laughs>
2: You can run across the border to Missouri. be fine.
0: That's true. I couldn't. It's like, I don't think, I think mushrooms are only legal in Colorado, though. So, like, it's a much longer you, run right now.
1: You spend Probably a lot of
0: time legal. out there. I do spend a lot of time out there. It's just there. <laughs> I didn't away. do any mushrooms, though. Didn't do anything, actually. <laughs> I spent a ton of time out there. So, I had a list of questions so, the, for you.
2: All right. Let's go to them So, quick, total
0: so. rovers you've had is Three.
2: Three. I had three at one time. Actually I had four because I had somebody else's for a long term loan, shall we say. The the trailer company up in Salina actually bought one for me. They found it on Craigslist. You know, so they you know I had a couple Jeeps, they had a H three, they had that thing, and so for a while it lived at my house. Um, so
0: yeah. So you had extra Land Rovers?
2: I did, I had a spare. They also had an AEV Jeep. With the V8, that was fun.
0: Ooh. But and that was that was TO? Yeah. Uh there they are. Their Instagram handles so. hard to remember.
1: Man, AV. Talk about dream companies, A V just they just get it.
2: And and I'm surprised they've been able to hold on, because normally the big three will push
0: those guys out. Well that and they start doing now it they themselves. Have. Now they're putting parts yeah, on factory stuff. Co- <laughs> they got cooperations with
1: GM for the Colorado the Canyon the Sierra, the, oh, the Bison. Yeah, the Bison line, and they also—it's not the same kind of cooperation, but they are working with Ram to do the mm. Prospectors. You know, like they—they're in cahoots.
0: So, my next question for you run uh, is, because <laughs> uh, wh- you've been all over the place with them now, yeah, wheeling them all over. Wh- which is your favorite place okay. that you've wheeled them at? Because obviously you've been out to Moab, you've been yeah. to Baja, you've been all over the, the Midwest, the upper Midwest. I've,
2: I've been to Moab with um, both disco ones, the dark green and the white one. Um, and Moab is probably our favorite just because there's so many different trails so close to town. You can, you know, you can be in the sand, you can be in the rocks, you can be on dirt roads. Um, it's just 14 hours to get there. Um, yeah, that's not bad. We, we did a couple days down in Baja a few years ago. Um, we did, took the kids to Disneyland and Patrice said, well, Hey, while we're out here, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go into Mexico. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, no, I want to jump across the border into Baja and just see what it's like because we're here. Um, And so, you know, state department papers and passports and, Mm -hmm. you know, international driver's license and all that stuff I went through to make sure that we were fully legit because we were going by ourselves. And I had a buddy who probably six months before lived in Arizona, jumped across the border. And so I, I pinged him and said, what do I need to do? You know, so he gave me, he gave me quite a few pointers and, and, uh, so we, we jumped across, we about 120 miles into Baja for two days and then came back and, and proceeded home after Christmas. And, um, it was fun. It would be a lot more fun if I had somebody that knew where they were going, because we were just kind of muddling along, um, finding beaches and hanging out and.
1: um, You were doing your initial recon yeah, next we went
2: to Pete's Puddle the first night for uh or um, um what was it Pete's Camp Pete's Camp the first night for dinner, and we we're excited because you know it was supposed to you know be that legendary outpost with all this good food, and we got there and it was spaghetti night.
0: Oh, and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> in not, Mexico. E- I'm
2: not eating spaghetti <laughs> in Mexico. That's <laughs> <laughs> so but, sad. I know. We the hey. most of the towns that we kinda hubbed through were, were Baja one thousand towns and so they had a lot of infrastructure. They just nobody was there at that time of the year, so we
0: found a couple breweries and a whole bunch of Canadians. <clears throat> a whole bunch of Canadians sounds right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is on the beach just across from our hotel. We uh, I didn't want to camp in Mexico without a group.
1: What kind of issues you. have you had with the discos on adventures? What kind of abnormal. I've had, I've had specific
2: types They have been super reliable for me. Um, I had once where the interlock on the automatic shifter, the brake interlock solenoid stopped working. Okay. So I, pop the cover off and shoved my pocket knife down in between the solenoid to move it out of the way. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've had, I don't think I've had anything that's left me on the trail. I lost a water pump once when we were taking the kids to see Santa Claus. And that was almost horrendous because we almost missed Santa.
0: Um,
1: Is you, that, you would have had wait, to hold on.
0: up. Yeah. That's the story where you were rescued by a Land Cruiser, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: It is. Oh, he, so he, I mean, if you're going to be rescued, you're yeah. going to be rescued by so, a So my
2: my buddy Jeremy, who has multiple Land Cruisers and no kids, but a lovely wife, I, I knew I could call him and he'd swoop in to save the day. And so he basically picked us up at a subway, and he stayed with the rover while AAA came to get it. And we took the Land Cruiser on, saw Santa, had dinner, and we almost beat the tow truck back to our house. <laughs> and so, you know, he he drives it off the tow truck, pulls it in my garage, and and then from there I proceeded to go to the garage and install the water pump because I had a spare. And he was so pissed the next day that I came to work and it was uh it was in the parking lot before he got to
0: work. <laughs> right. So that I feel like that's part of your preparation, though, is you always you tend to have spares.
2: Spares are cheap. I mean, a water pump spares. at the time was a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know why? Why would you not have a water pump? Um, I lost a uh, motor mount once in Moab, but I had a spare motor mount because they were like thirty bucks. I mean,
0: you had it with you. Yeah. I, I carry really my. That's I don't real wheel with motor mounts. <laughs> yeah, it's sand.
2: Well, you know, I was paranoid because you read all these things on the internet about how unreliable they are and all the things that could go wrong. And so I started squirreling away parts. Just so I'd have them. I mean, and usually they do me slide. no good in the garage. Usually so they're in the
1: truck. Tie rod ends. Axles.
2: Oh. I didn't get left on Charged the trail, but I did break an like, axle in Fly, uh, Farmington,
0: in New we Mexico. broke a rear
2: axle. Yeah, we were in Farmington. I broke a rear axle in a in a gully, and because Disco ones are full floater axles. Yeah, we basically oh, really? backed down. Yeah, we backed down the hill, and I drove to the hotel and essentially front wheel drive because the axle one axle was broke. And uh, we were with a couple of Land Cruiser guys, and of course they instantly got on the phone to their Land Cruiser buddies in Albuquerque. And before we got off the trail, they had located a axle at a U pull apart place in Albuquerque, and were racing yep. to pull it for me so that they could meet me halfway before the day was over. So it's for like twenty four dollars and ninety nine cents, I, like I is, got two axles. The best.
0: Two. How many? How much money?
2: Twenty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. I got two axles and the bolts. And the bolts. Less than twenty-five bucks. Can't beat that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It can't beat that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was, yeah.
2: And and the Land Cruiser guy had rode his bike to work, his bicycle, and he had to ride his bicycle back home to get his Land Cruiser to get to the junkyard because all his tools from the Land Cruiser.
0: You know, okay. so it was
2: this oh, whole please. comical event of how they made it work. And and they presented me with the axles all rolled up in the sweatshirt. And so I, you know, we looked at him real quick and I wiped him down and I gave him the sweatshirt back and the guy started laughing. He said, No, no, sweatshirt comes with it. He goes, it was left in the vehicle. He goes, I just mm. found it in the back of the rover, so I just wrapped him up in that.
0: What was on the sweatshirt?
2: So good. I don't want to know.
0: I, I don't want to know. Wanna know. <laughs> okay, I, I like, don't want to know. Please. I was like, it's got to be some some weird. If it had been like New Mexico running Lobos or whatever their mascot is, yeah. I was like, I might I might have hung on to that one. But like,
1: yeah. it's a it's a Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah. It's halftime, so not panicked. And last time last <laughs> time I saw, we were ahead finally, so not panicked. Th- yeah. They were just using the most disposable thing.
2: You uh, you mentioned uh, some of our favorite places to go. We really enjoy Upper Michigan, the sand roads and the beaches and the
1: the you know, like Upper just... Peninsula that everybody talks about.
2: No, we never go to the UP. We always stay Traverse City and kind of the upper corner of the midden. Mm. It's touristy a little bit, but you know, still off the beaten path. So,
1: yep, yep, yep.
2: Were you just up there? And there are. Yeah, always in August. Like the first week of August every year we go. It's been a family tradition since before I was born. Because
0: I, I was like, I feel like, is that where the RV fiasco tire was That that trip?
2: That was on the way home. So we, uh, unfortunately my, my uncle passed away. He was, he was older, um, and not doing well, and so we did a funeral, a visitation, a funeral, a Michigan vacation, and dropped my daughter off from college in one loop. And on the way That's home, we were three crap. days from home. Oh, and we used the the camper as a U Haul to haul all of her stuff to college. So it was we I had a Talk blowout because there was a screw in the tire. I pulled the screw out of one of the duels on the camper, plugged it, and then two days later, we had the side of the tire blow out.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's that screw. Insult to yeah, but yeah. what
2: I will tell you is the hydraulic leveling jacks on a camper are great for jacking your vehicle up. Because
0: <laughs> they're <laughs> already there. there.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the back end of the thing is like 9,000 pounds.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, and your actual tire pressure gauge was working.
2: Oh, that Amazon cheap tire gauge is just showing there—I don't know—it was like thirty bucks. It was worth every penny because it instantly uh, told me my tire it pressure work? was low. It's a cap. It screws on. It's like
0: it screws onto size. the actual like valve stem.
2: Yeah, valve stem.
0: That's gives awesome you temperature
1: and, and pressure. I
0: need that. This is amazing. I... I, I...
1: Gonna have to get that for the Lexus because it it doesn't have like a TPMS, like real time Mm -hmm. deal. And it's
2: pretty fast on real time, and you can set the warnings where you want them. Oh. So I have mine set at 50 TSI for the when it's in the RV, and then if I put them on the rover, I'll back it down to like 15.
0: Yeah, like pan- panic mode, like last yeah, yeah. last available PSI. Which that I definitely want to do that because I get really frustrated because I want to rotate the tires, but then I have to reprogram the TPMS yeah. sensors that are in the tires until so like my displays. I'm trying to like always remember like one's always like one PSI lower and I'm like, which tire is that now? Because yeah. how many times have they? if I could just change valve stem caps to the location, then I wouldn't have to deal with that. Yeah.
2: Well, Uh, when we bought the camper, the camper was used. I had a blowout like three miles from the RV dealership. And so at that point, I didn't realize the tire was low because duels mask that. You don't realize it. And then all of a sudden, you had a blowout. And so I was super paranoid about not being able to tell when my tires were low on the duels.
0: Ross, you said you had to go.
1: Yeah, I, I... Uh yeah, situation.
0: So do me a favor, leave, but like leave the window open so it can finish the upload. I will
1: keep my computer here. You have to uh yeah, got a slight, slight kid,
0: situation. Kid, go do kid. It's fine.
1: No kid kid's good. It's house it's um house things.
0: Okay, good. Go anyway, go safe house. Anyways, Ron, nice to <laughs> meet you.
1: Uh, so thanks. uh yeah, I yeah. Chris, I'll we'll talk do it again to talk to you later,
0: when there's not a terrible delay for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, bye guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now that he's gone, we can talk about, no, we're not going to do that. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my next question I had for you was, do you have a, a list of things that you wish that Land Rover did differently? Ooh. Cause you've done so much work to them.
2: So, so how we ended up where we're at now with the disco, one that's a 99 last of and a disco two that's a 2004 last of that body style is because we didn't like the lr series we didn't like the fact it didn't have a rear tire on the back yeah because we feel like the rear tire on the back's awesome and we didn't like the fact that you couldn't put bumpers on them as easily okay Um, and so when patrice gently suggested that i get a different vehicle um i told her i didn't like anything that was newer and we had a little bit of a debate on a road trip to denver and we settled on i was okay with the 2004 because it had the actual locking transfer case and it had the 4.6 v8 okay and the 4.6 v8 used to only be a range rover only option but 2003 and 2004 when the Range Rover had switched platforms, those engines became available for discos and they are so much nicer. So much more horsepower.
0: So you're telling me I need to look for 2004?
2: So here's (laughs) the problem. Here's the problem with threes and fours. Okay. And I I know this because I talked to a Land Rover technician at Overland West once. Is that when they were gearing up for the LR threes. Yes. They outsourced all of their engine production to India. And so the head gasket issues that everybody talks about are more prevalent on threes and fours because the tolerances weren't as tight. Okay. And so when they get hot, a steel liner will slip in the casting. So the 2004 that I have, I bought from a guy in Texas and you know, we were we were shopping all over the internet on the way to Denver. And, you know, we wanted either the gray one like Kyle has or one of these green ones. Right. Well, we found the green one in Texas, and it had an ARB bumper already on it. And and it had seemed like it had a lot of newer things done to it. And so I called the guy and I said, what's the story with it? I said, you're asking like $7,500 for it. I'm just curious. What's the deal? And he goes, well... He goes, I'm not going to just sell it to anybody. He goes, I put a little bit of money in it to get it on the road again. And I'm not selling it to a college kid or an old grandma. I said, well, I currently own two. And he goes, well, that might put you on the list. I said, well. (laughs) It might. (laughs) I said, I'm going to be passing through Denver or uh, Dallas on the way back from Overland West. I said, I will have my Land Rover in tow. I said, I'd love to stop and see it. And so I get there and it's, it's as advertised. It was, it was clean. Um, He said he'd just had the motor redone. I said, okay. I said, I said, I'd love it. I said, I want to give you some money now. I said, but I'll be back Memorial Day to pick it up. So I gave him a, a grand to hold it for me. And I said, all right, now that I gave you money, tell me the story. And he goes, well, he goes in Texas heat, I overheated it. Didn't pay attention overheated it and then didn't stop driving it and he goes i destroyed the motor and so i took it to a local land rover mechanic who knows his stuff and he said the only way to do this right is to get a older range rover block and swap all your components in it he goes because any of the new long blocks you buy are the ones out of you know india and so He's telling me the story. I said, okay. And then he hands me this file folder full of papers. And it's totaled eight thousand dollars
0: for the engine. <laughs> that's pretty cheap. We were talking to a guy last week that spent like forty grand on his R two eight diesel swap groupie. Yeah. So
2: But he's selling it for seventy five hundred bucks. What what? Yeah, he sold it to me for seventy five hundred because that's what they're worth.
0: Okay. And so, he at goes, least he's a realist. That,
2: yeah. And he goes, he goes, now that I've told you the story, you can never tell my wife how much I spent on that motor because <laughs> she doesn't know. Oh, my. Gosh. And I said, I said, I said, why are you getting rid of it then? If, you know, if it's fixed and everything. He goes, well, it took about a year to get it fixed. And in the meantime, we bought BMW motorcycles and now we're doing that. Oh. And I said, and she says it needs to go because you're not using
0: it. And he said, yep. And I said, oh. So it's literally a lifestyle change is what got you into that rover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, hold on a second. I'm going to grab my, my charger before my laptop dies.
0: Definitely. Okay. I'm going to get to edit this one. So much fun to edit. So much fun to edit.
1: Huh?
2: Yeah, so his herself. lifestyle change was uh, was my <laughs> lifestyle change. So nice, and it took me about a year to get a clean title on it too. So that was painful
0: because it was Texas, right?
2: Texas. Yeah, that sounds.
0: They, about right. didn't,
2: they didn't like the fact that it was double signed. So isn't it supposed to be
0: double signed, seller and buyer?
2: It was previously signed before the seller. Signed. Yeah, it had like four signatures on the back. (laughs) (laughs) It just kept... Because in Texas, in Texas, registration goes with the vehicle. You know, it's the inspection. It's not the title. Yeah, it was painful.
0: Sounds about right for Texas. Yeah. You want to talk trailers? Yeah, we can talk trailers. Because ever since I've seen yours, it's had a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, so when was that first trip to uh, Western Kansas? Um, I can tell you right now because I got my Google yeah. Photos pulled up and it had a date on it. Uh, October of 2017. Okay.
2: So we were probably 2016 or so we built that one. Um, okay. The company up in Salina, one of my former uh, co-workers was working for them. And they were Jeep guys. Um, okay. They had, they had an LJ, they had an AEV with a supercharger, they had a scrambler, and they, this was back when, you know, the, the TV shows on prepping was big. And they're like, oh, it'd be great if we had a trailer so that we could just go. Everything's in the trailer. And uh, they were looking at old military auction ones and stuff like that. And my buddy who worked for him said, well, why don't you just design your own trailer? I know a guy. <laughs> and so,
0: so Tell they everyone called talks me. About engineers, yeah. <laughs> I know a guy.
2: They called me and chit chatted with me and said, you know, this is what they wanted to do, and that I had a lot of experience. They heard, and I said, sure. I said, I said I'd be more than willing to help you get started with building trailers. I said, you know, but I just want a little bit of money and a trailer. And so it was a beneficial relationship. So. um the, I don't know how many they've sold overseas to because really? the oil field, oil field company contacted them about making, I think they made close to a hundred of them for them and shipped them overseas in containers. Oh wow. And they had a land cruiser bolt pattern on them.
0: Oh. And so that's why they're, they're like, yeah, we'll just swap these around the oil fields. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The, I, the, the trailer companies, it's kind of a, uh, a modern version of the, the two six or the four sixteen, um, with taller sides and an actual functioning tailgate and kind of all the things we didn't like about the little military ones that they used to drag behind Jeeps. Um, and it was fairly simple to build. Um, they're a fabrication shop, so they have lasers and press brakes and machining centers and, um, it was nothing out of the ordinary for those guys to be able to handle a project like that.
0: So, my favorite part is they have not posted on Instagram forever. <laughs> like, I'm looking it, at images. It says a hundred and five weeks ago.
2: Yeah, it it is. You know, when you are a, a company that's what's considered a job shop company, you don't have a lot of experience with sales and marketing. They're yeah. making parts and pieces for other people, and sometimes the advertising side of it just slides. Um, they were official Jeep sponsor, Jeep Jamboree sponsors, for a couple of years. Um, so if you ever see the white ones that are being pulled behind the Jeeps and Jamboree, those are a couple of theirs. Um, it, uh, I think COVID was pretty good to them also. I think they sold a lot of trailers during, during the COVID. COVID times. Yeah. I like so, the
0: white ones. I hadn't yeah. seen the white ones before that I'd go really well behind the LX. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it yeah, would.
0: So so, um, and the thing I liked about this one, especially with your rig, is how high you have your tent up in the air yeah. for visibility. And just like when you park it,
2: you're, you're already in the there. air. Um, I, I am an engineer who likes to keep things simple and telescoping slides or wings, ways to race tents up and down, and the rattle and the shake that would be associated with that scared me. Um, I we, we mounted the first tent high, and we took it out on a couple of adventures, and I went, as I'm going through the trees, I could look out my rearview mirror, and because the tent was high, I could literally look underneath the tent, and it was almost like I didn't have a trailer behind me. And so it made life so much easier when we were going through the trees, and we said, "Well, let's just market this as a feature." Um, <laughs> and then, and then when you want to get into the bed or the roll top, um, it's just easy because it's not like a tonneau cover where you got to fish everything out the back. It's it's open on each side. Um, the the owner of of two O had uh, a Dodge Power Wagon that had one of the roll tracks bed covers on it and i said why don't we put one of those on the trailer because those are so handy they roll up on themselves they're watertight he called the company i think they're out of canada called the company and for like something stupid like 50 bucks they charged him a setup fee and now they'll make covers for him at, at the regular cost oh wow and so so yeah that's probably the coolest feature on that thing is the roll top cover I mean, the timber yeah. and axles, the the high clearance axles, that's multiple people have those. Um, they, they The company up there made bumpers for buses, for school buses. And we literally stole that design for the rear fenders. I okay. wanted a fender that you could stand on. And it had to be a big fender because we were putting bigger tires on it. You know, most of the trailer fenders you see at, at Orslins or TSC or whatever, or for like a 15 inch rim. We literally took the design of a bus bumper and cut about seven foot out of the middle of it and just pushed it together.
0: <laughs> and then got and to you those fenders.
2: Yeah, you can stand on them. They're nice.
0: Yeah. So My favorite part of the, that, the picture before is just you above all of the other Boy Scouts. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: It's great because we can haul a lot of the Boy Scout supplies and, and I'm always ready to go. It's just in the garage hooked up. And, and you know, Kansas, it's hot, but there's generally a breeze. When you're down on the ground, it's not as breezy. When you're up in the air about six feet, it's
0: much better, much more pleasant. Well, and you just did – didn't you just do a trip where you had two of the boys sleep in it and it was like 90-plus? Yeah. Huh, with a. It was. And they were like, it it's fine.
2: We had a, we had a ceiling fan. I took a box fan and strapped it up in the tent on the top. And so it was blowing straight down on top of them. And they were, they turned it off at night. They got cold. Really? But,
0: yeah. Those goobers. <laughs> yeah. I did like their matching flannels too. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, sweet. We, we did pretty yeah. much our time, man. Okay just the fact that ross had to run away to go solve something i'll find out later what what he had to go do it's it's
2: it's either internal or external to the house and either one could be scary right now